Hey, real quick, guys. The Common Knowledge Podcast will be sporadically put up. I generally try to put these podcasts up every Monday. But recently, I'm going through a couple of issues with my family. So the uploading will be sporadic. We're going to continue. Keep on doing what you're doing. Like just because my world is crumbling, I know the world outside is going to continue. And to tell the truth, man, this podcast is kind of therapeutic for me to get my opinions out. So I will continue. I don't do grief porn, so I won't like elaborate on what's going on in my family. But just know I'm dealing with some things. So if the podcast is kind of like missing a week or missing two weeks or three weeks, just know it's because I'm dealing with that. I welcome your thoughts and prayers as we deal with this as a family. But overall, man, I'm still going to be here, going to be posting. It just won't be as regular. So once again, thanks everybody who rocks with me. Continue support. I greatly appreciate it. And yo, let's keep this thing moving. Coming out of this podcast, just a man doing the best he can with what he got. For those of y'all don't know, I am presently relocated into my home state, Tennessee, in the great city of Memphis. For personal family reasons, I'll be here for an extended amount of time. And I want to say thank you to everybody who sent out their prayers, their thoughts. As I go through this family issue, all my homies back in Japan who helped your boy out, y'all know who you are. Man, praise and shout out to you. But inevitably, when you relocate from an area that you spend so much time in, in my case, 12 years in Japan, when you go back to your home country, there's a lot of things that just don't make any sense anymore. Reverse kosher shock, if you please. And this could be a function of me being an old man now, but like bumping loud music, you know, with all the bass booming, that makes no damn sense to me now. Like legit, maybe old man status, but I was going through my old hood in Hickory Hill and like everybody had rims and bumping loud music. Me at this point in my life, that makes no damn sense to me, bro. It's like, I don't want to hear your music outside, man. Like, <laughs> the sound quality ain't that good. And another thing don't make no sense. Pajos. Everywhere I go in Memphis, there are huge potholes. Now, I've been in Japan for 12 years. Not once. Once has I, have I seen a pothole. Just not there. None of the roads have potholes. And if you want a good example of misallocation of funds of any place, I think it's potholes. Like, where are your tax dollars going? When your city, your roads have potholes. The United States of America taxes truck drivers because they say, yo, man, truck drivers have a lot of weight and that puts a lot of stress on the roads. So they tax truck drivers every year. To fix the roads, yet somehow these roads are not getting fixed. And in Tennessee, I was man, I will gather, I will bet you dollars to donuts has to have some of the worst roads. I mean, maybe under California, because try explaining to your Japanese friend how the richest country in the world has all these potholes, like how he's in California for a Hollywood movie. We both there for a movie premiere, but every road he drives on has potholes. Like try to explain that to somebody not in America. But it's a misallocation of funds. And I say all that to say this. 
there is a lot of political three-card Monty going on around the United States. But in Tennessee in particular, because I'm here and as I see it, man, we talk so much about the culture war and wokeism, how people are too woke. What's the reverse of wokeism? Because that's happening every damn day. And I see it so much right now in my home city of Memphis, in my state of Tennessee. A good example of this is Governor Bill Lee just signed a bill banning banning gender-affirming care for minors and Tennessee drag show restrictions. That's right, baby. You got potholes on every damn street, but for some reason, they got time to make a bill to stop men from dressing up in dresses because that's what's important, baby. Not these potholes that are going to break your car and force you to get a new tire, a new axle, and a new wheel alignment. Dudes dressing up in dresses. That, that, that's the present issue in Tennessee right now. Not, not all the mass shootings, not crime, police reform, gang violence. Mm-mm. Nah, man, we got to stop dudes from dressing up in dresses and ready-made weaves and lace fronts because that's what's important. Got to make those bills doing that. Yep. Not daycare. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nah, not a daycare. Not making the school system better. Putting time and effort into that. Uh-uh. Nah, nah, buddy. Dudes. Dudes in dresses. Got to stop that. And gender-affirming care. Which, look, man, I don't know how I feel about gender-affirming care either. But one thing I do know. In 2017, only 150,000 kids in America even wanted to go through gender-affirming care. Now, let's just take that number. Like, like, seriously, let's just take that number. 150,000. Let's just say all those kids were miraculously spotted in Tennessee. Here's the thing, man. Tennessee's youth population is like 6 million kids. If you take that 150,000, man, that's not even like close to 2%. That's not even 1%, bro. 1%. So you're making a law for 1% of kids that want to do this with their parents' permission. Bro, that's pointless. Instead of fixing these damn potholes that affect 99% of all drivers, bro. <laughs> it's pointless. But let me read some of this story to you guys and we can dig into it. All right, reading a story from USA Today. Tennessee becomes the latest state to totally ban gender-affirming health care for transgender use after Governor Bill Lee signed a bill prohibiting surgeries and hormone treatments on Thursday. Lee also signed the first law of its kind in the country that advocates fear severely restricting drag performances on public property, which language prohibiting adult-oriented entertainment harmful to children, including by male and female impersonators. And look, bro, let me stop right here for a second, because... I really wish Tennessee would have did that for blackface. (laughs) White folks been impersonating black folks for years, damaging our self images and damaging the images of black folks all over the damn world. But we can never get a bill outlawing blackface 
which is impersonating black people, but impersonating another gender, yes, that's where we put our foot down because it's harming the damn children. Is it though? Like, we so very often use children as a shield for all our hate and bigotry. It's like, yo, it's hurting the kids. Nah, man, just say you don't like it. Just say as an adult, it makes you feel uncomfortable seeing a dude in a dress. Me personally, a dude can walk by in a dress right now. Guess what I'm going to say? Nothing, because I don't give a damn. Don't care, bro. It's not really affecting me at all. And if you think about it, bro, it really ain't affecting you. But you know what is affecting you? Them goddamn potholes I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Just, just saying that. But let's continue on with the story. The new health law bans medications such as puberty blockers and hormone treatments to treat any underlying gender dysphoria cause affecting Tennessee children who identify as transgender and non-binary. Surgeries which are rare, one more time, which are rare in Tennessee are also banned. So once again, man, this is legislation seeking a problem, bro. Now you can give me this, we're trying to be proactive in Tennessee, but you know what we're not proactive on? Anything to help black people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's so funny that we gotta be proactive on this, but other issues, you know, police reform, we're not proactive on that. Yeah. Continue with the story. Tennessee joins a wave of conservative states to pass or consider laws restricting gender-affirming health care. Mississippi bills banning surgeries, hormone therapies, and puberty blockers for minors were signed into law on Tuesday. As of late June, over a dozen states are implementing or considering such laws According to the Kaiser Family Foundation, similar bans are making their way through legislation or have recently passed in Utah, South Dakota, and Iowa. Because we all know that is where the trans population is booming. Utah and South Dakota. <laughs> that damn trans utopia of Iowa. <laughs> hey, look, man, look. I think there is an honest conversation to be had about like gender affirming surgery and is a child really in their right mind to make a decision like that, to know if they need puberty blockers or hormone But I think it's an honest discussion, but I think that's a discussion that the parents need to have with the child. Like dead ass. I don't feel comfortable in the government stepping into my family and telling me what I can't do. I really don't, man. And my problem with this is this is coming from a lot of red conservative states. And conservative states in general always push this notion of keeping the government out of your business. Uh, this ain't it, bro. Like the government is all in your business with this right here. Think about this like your right to bear arms, right? So right now you're going to prohibit men publicly from dressing like women because it's damaging the kids. Now, what happens when a Democratic governor bans guns on public property because they are also harmful to kids because of all these school shootings. What is going to be the rebuttal then if this law passes? See what I'm saying? Nobody's thinking about the reverse. And look, guys, this is going to get overturned. These laws are not going to work. When you're talking about restricting drag queen performances in pub on public property, it's not going to work, dude. Like, you're literally singling out a group. You're literally discriminating on them 
because they're choices and you have a right not to like it, but it ain't going to fly, bro. Not in the good old US of A. I mean, it may fly for a while. People may challenge it, but ultimately, man, this is going to lose. But I find it super funny that everybody and their mama has a problem with a dude or wearing a dress or women pretending like they they dudes when it really doesn't affect you at all. It literally has no effect on your life. None. Meanwhile, you can't get childcare for those kids. But don't you worry. They won't be able to see drag performances and that's all that matters, right? Yo, check out the new single, Irony, now available on any digital streaming provider. God, just let me kill one. I pay you back in good deeds. Oh, please, just let me see good bleeds. The black of the berry, the black of the burying. The blue of the eyes, the ear of the Aryans. Shotgun carrying, no to the pond. Just look up no DJ L Spade. Spotify, Apple Music. It doesn't matter. YouTube, go listen to it. Appreciate it. Please. So I'm at the house chilling. A little downtime. I turn on Netflix and I see Chris Rock's comedy special live. So I'm like, huh, this could be interesting. Of course, he's going to address the incident on the Oscars and I want to see what he does. So I flip it on and I get to watching. Can we all admit that Chris Rock ain't funny no more? Like that dead ass. That whole comedy show just wasn't funny. I, I don't even know what the punchline for most of the jokes were. It seemed to be a dude on stage just talking. Like, dead ass. I, I didn't feel like this was up to par, even to tambourine. Which I thought was kind of subpar for Chris Rock. Like, go back to the old Chris Rock specials, dude. Dude's funny. Like, I'm not even knocking Chris Rock at this juncture. Dude is a comedy legend. Awesome. But there has been a slight bootification of his comedy. His comedy recently been booty. I don't know if it's him being out of practice. Or just being comfortable handling his other businesses. But Chris Rock's comedy specials have been hidden lately. Like, that trampoline one was based about him paying spousal support to his wife. And some of the anecdotes were, like, funny. But I just didn't find that, like, relevant to me. As a guy not married, not divorced, and don't know what that is, man. Maybe that could be a factor of my age, man. But, like. Chris Rock got this weird, toxic black man. I got to talk about black women. Things always goes on all his shows. And you can paint a through line to like that whole comment with Jada. And then you listen to this new comedy special, man. He is really lighting into Jada Pickett Smith. And I'm kind of like, bro, what did Jada Pickett Smith do to you, bro? Like <laughs> a lot of the points he was making, I'm just like, um, I, yeah, I guess that could be true, but calling Jada out her name, calling her a bitch, I, I just didn't see the point of that, dog. I was just like, mm-hmm. 
And for those of y'all who haven't seen the comedy special, I'm not going to ruin it for you. But basically, if you want to talk about the Oscar incident, that is not until the last five minutes of the comedy special. And when he gets to that part, I'm quite sure y'all have seen those sections on social media, but when he gets to that part, it really ain't no jokes. He even messes up one joke. Now, that could be a factor of this being live and him not rehearsing it. You know, things happen live. That's why nobody really does anything live anymore because there's no editing process. Whatever it is, it is. A lot of stress with doing something live. So that point aside, but the joke itself, even if it would have landed, wasn't going to be that damn funny. Not funny at all. Which leads me to think maybe Chris Rock wasn't ready to do this damn comedy show. Like maybe these jokes need to cook a little bit longer and maybe he need to do some mental work to process what happened to him in the Oscars. Because look, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Getting slapped on national television at one of the world's largest events and you not doing anything and not being able to do anything and the guy who just assaulted you being allowed to just sit on the front row, yell at you. Bro, that's a lot to take in, dog. I don't know if I'm strong enough to deal with that myself. Like, that's a lot. And I'm expected to go on. This dude's getting new deals and new praise, praiseworthy accolades for new movies coming out. And I'm supposed to just move on. I don't know if I could without, like, shooting a fair one with Will. Like, dead ass. I don't, like, me personally, I don't know what it would take for me to feel like I got my dignity back. Although I will say Chris Rock handles himself with dignity and grace. He did the right thing by not retaliating and turning the other cheek, per se. But I don't know if I could let that go without shooting the fair one with Will, even though I get my ass kicked. Because what can he do? He already kicked my ass on national TV. At this point, it's just my dignity and my self-respect. And say what you want, man. Like, Chris Rock's still a man. Like, yo, it hurts. As toxic as that trait may be, one of the tenets of masculinity is like, yo, defending yourself. And I wonder if that just leached off into this comedy show, dog, because it just wasn't funny at all. It, not even remotely funny, bro. Like, I don't know, man, but that's my two cents about the Chris Rock uh, comedy special. Not funny, bro. Not funny. Yo, if you like the Common Knowledge Podcast, check out the Random Show hosted with me and the homie Alex Lex Caliber Hunter. On the Random Show, we talk about random shit. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at random. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B. Random. All right, let me tell you guys a story, man. So, relocating to America. And... I let a lot of things slip by the wayside, like like dead ass. I'm not proud of it, but I was in Japan. A lot of stuff, I'm like, you know, I get to it when I get back to America. And sure enough, now I'm back in America. I got to deal with them. One of those issues was my driver's license. <laughs> I let my driver's license expire, right? No big deal. I felt like, you know. I'll just renew it when I get back. Well, it turns out if you let your driver's license expire past five years, you got to redo everything. 
And that's the situation I was in. So I have to go back and retake everything. I check online in Japan, like, yo, I need to renew my driver's license. I try to do it online. It's like, nope, you can't do it. Nope, issue, issue, issue. I call the DMV in my home city of Oakland, Tennessee. They're like, yeah, bro, I'm sorry, dog. Past five years, you got to retake the driver's test, written and driven part. I'm like, really? Really? My grown ass got to retake the written driver's test and go out and take the driver's test again. You know, whatever. So be it. That's what it is. So I go to the DMV. I get there. They ask me to take a picture. Everybody got all the questions why <laughs> why I'm getting my driver's license. Why didn't I renew it? They checking up like, yo, why didn't you renew it? And it hit me with the, well, why didn't you get the the license doesn't expire for military people? And I was like, that's because I'm not in the military. And it's like, well, why are you in Japan? Which led to a whole nother discussion of why I was in Japan. People had all the questions, all the curiosities to how I was in Japan, which really isn't that much of a miraculous story. But nevertheless, they gave me the test on the computer. I failed that jump, man. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I failed that jump by two <laughs> by two points. So they was like, yo, you, you you failed. So I instantly hit them with the, hey, man, when can I come back and retake it? Like, it's very important that I had to start driving ASAP. I mean, you can't go nowhere in Tennessee without a driver's license. So the lady was nice. She's like, yo, you can come back tomorrow and take it. I was like, when do y'all open? She's like, 730. I'm like, man, I'll be here at 7. And true to my word. I pop up at the DMV in my local neighborhood at 7, like waiting. A line is starting to form. I guess everybody had the same idea. I did. So I'm in there waiting. 7. 7.30 pop up. I'm one of the first people to take my test. This time, not on the computer, I asked for a written test. I'm like, look, can I have a written test so I can go back and change my answers if need be? They say, sure, they give me a written test. Now, I go in this room to take my written test with a bunch of babies. When I say like 15 and 16-year-olds, they're looking at me like, bro, you a loser. Their parents pointing at me, telling their kids, don't be like this guy. This is a cautionary tale of what can happen to you if you don't apply yourself in life. <laughs> they all look at me. I'm in my little desk. They're on their computers. I'm in my little desk. Taking my test. You know, time pass. Unsolicited amount of time because I have no time limit. So I'm taking my time. Time pass. I feel comfortable with my test. I go back outside and I hand them my test. Like, here, here you go. They grade it. They're like, yo, Mr. Johnson, you passed. I'm like, yay. They then proceed to print me out. A learner's permit. <laughs> Not a driver's license. A learner's permit. Like. <laughs> the jump where I got to have somebody with a license in the car with me at all times while I get my driver's my driving hours up in order to take the driver's test. So. 
I asked them, like, like in general, how long do you have a learner's permit? They're like, six months. I'm like, oh, Lord, nah, bro. I can't, I can't have a learner's permit for six months. Nah, I can't do that. So I proceed to beg, like, hey, look, is there anything I can do? Like, yo, is there any other outlet? Anyway, we can make this happen. And now here's the thing that really surprised me and made me think that maybe I'm blessed beyond means. Because the lady at the counter, she's like, look, can you drive? And I was like, yeah, I can drive. Like, dead ass. <laughs> and she's like, look, I'm making a session for you. Come back tomorrow and take the driver's test. So I come back the next day, wait in line. She gives me the driver's test. I pass. I get my license. At this point, I'm ecstatic because now I'm a grown man with a driver's license, not a learner permit, and I can handle business all throughout the city that I need to do. So I tell her, look, lunch is on me. Let me know what you want. I will drive and go get it for you. And she's like, no, nah, you ain't got to do that. I'm like, no, 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 seriously. On no weird stuff, I just want to get you lunch. Let me know what it is. Bet she said, okay. I got her lunch. And the moral of the story is take care of people who take care of you, man. Like that lady went out her way to help me out in a tough situation. And the least I could do was bring that lady lunch. When people help you out, dog, I think it's good to acknowledge that sometimes it's some good in this world. And hey, man, it ain't all that bad. It ain't all bad. Anyway, that's the comment on this podcast. I'm going to try to update this thing when I can. Y'all bear with your boy. Check out my music on Spotify. Give me those streams. I ain't gonna lie, man. That little piece of change will help right now. You have no idea how much it'll help. You guys be safe and I'll holler at you soon.